With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what? We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce. You know what is taking place in the middle of this week? What's that? August! <laughs> and you know Summer what else? You know what else that means? Over. I know. You know, once we hit August, you know what else that means? I know what else that means. I'm lucky I get hit by a car <laughs> walking the street. On uh, the 22nd? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's train. You know, walking. I always say, if you get hit by a train, it's your own fault. It's your it might fault. Be my own fault. Yes, here they are, Manny. Oh, another action-packed weekend. Unbelievable. Manny's four deep thoughts from the weekend. All right, number one. Three-point lead for Team Parker. Yeah, that was Liz Cambage uh, blabbing in the background when you could when Maya Moore was making that three in the All Star game on Saturday. Um, but uh, Team Parker beats Team uh, Deladon one nineteen one twelve at Target Center. Maya Moore, of course, because she wins everything, she wins the MVP of the game. So it was uh, uh, fun, she beat fun out afternoon. the Tal- because her team won. She beat out the Tolliver gal who made five out of six threes, yep. including four. Chrissy Tolliver was the leading scorer for the entire game, and then mm-hmm. I think you know obviously Maya being, playing on her home court too kind of helped. So I'll okay. admit I didn't see much, but I did see the one video where because it was a mixture of all teams and all players and whatnot that mm-hmm. whoever won the tip. Didn't know what basket to run to when the game first started. <laughs> that was kind of funny, actually. Uh, Cambage, uh, was, did she go up there and jam it? Uh, the uh, she, 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 she got up she, there she a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she, she didn't she have dunked to just it pretty tip good. it over the top. She was up there. Yeah, and, no, she dunked it. She had it? Okay. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's, she's, a, uh, she's a big gal. Huh? She's probably... I mean, uh, uh, Big hands, tall. She yeah, she's tall. very tall. She's six foot eight. Yes. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. And yeah, she her can and shoot. Brittany Griner. Yes, she can. Yeah, she can shoot from the outside. And, and she's at Dallas. Yep, she's in and Dallas. She's at Dallas with my gal Skyler. Yep, with they Skyler might win Smith. It. They're uh, they're moving. They're up very the good. It's it's uh, it's it's bunched up pretty good in the standings. Seattle sitting up top at nineteen and seven, but um, they're like two two and a half games up on the next. Help team. Me. But the, the Lynx are sitting there in the three seed right now. Is yes. the Dallas franchise new? No, they're Couple, well. They're, they used to be the ago. shock. Tulsa. Oh, they were, okay. They, Tulsa, they, they were the Detroit shock. shock, and then they were the Tulsa shock. Got it. And now they're the Dallas. They Wings. won. They won three titles when they were in Detroit. That's when, right. When Bill Lambeer, Lambeer was coaching yeah. them, yeah. smiling uh, Bill Lambeer is the but, coach. Uh, Cambage, she might. Uh, she might win the MVP. She's uh, she's been that good. She set the league record for points in a game a couple of weeks ago. I also so. read in the strip. Uh, Ken Youngblood did something. The NCAA uh, Women's Final Four committee was in attendance, and they're about to award four Final Fours for like 2020 through 23, and 
I would uh, guess we'll get one of those. Yeah, Women's probably with four. the yes. Target Center being revamped a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. He says, this is something that obviously can't be happening. I feel bad about it. I don't mean to offend anybody. I definitely regret it. Meant nothing by it. I didn't mean to offend anybody. And I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. So these tweets, again, from 2011, 2012, when Newcomb was an 18-year-old high school senior. He's now 25. These guys are so stupid. And uh, we what got another one, Trey Turner. Trey Turner, yeah. Trey Turner was another one. So two two more guys, get their their old tweets get popped up, Trey Turner and Sean Newcomb. And I, I, go back I, and look. It, it, it's, and it, it takes five minutes. Yeah. It takes you five minutes. Did you just... guys see John Lester's tweet mm-hmm. about I this? I, I don't know if that was part of your thing, man. No, it wasn't, okay. but no. But it was so perfect. Like, guys, it takes five minutes yeah. to go through this. Or better yet... Don't say something stupid Don't, on Twitter yeah. that you wouldn't be comfortable saying in front of a camera. Well, Newcomb's, from what I could tell of Newcomb, it was just the the short term to ridicule homosexuals. He just kept repeating, uh, right? Isn't that what he did? Did he yeah. say some racist stuff too? Yeah, he used the N word too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, and and especially when last week you you can't have that short term of a memory. That this just when happened. Last week, it just thing. happened yeah. when you don't. Now, I'm wondering if there's obviously people out there who are now committed to looking at for yep. this. Yep. They're they might have it. They might have it. They might have it already. They and, might have already captured it. They're, they're, just, they're just waiting. And yeah. I have yeah. a hunch. I know Hater got a standing ovation in Milwaukee. I don't think this kid's getting one in Atlanta. Well, the other thing is that, <laughs> that that's my this guess. pops <laughs> right when he's finishing a, a, a near no hitter, which so means somebody sitting was these, sitting on it. They're yep. sitting they're on waiting. these things yeah. to to uh, have a maximum exposure because it's not a coincidence that no. this comes out when no yeah. no. If he wanted to get knocked out in the third inning, they'll just wait a while. So, all right, number three. This is a huge moment. Um, not only um, in my life, not only in my family's life. Uh, not only in the foundation's life, but uh, for these kids um, and for the, the, the whole city of Akron, and more importantly, um, this is a huge moment for all of us. So we should all give ourselves a round of applause as well. I, if if you still hate this guy, mm-hmm. you you have you have problems. So you what have, did he do? I missed this. Well, he opened his uh, his school in in Akron, the uh, I Promise School, which is uh, they built it for. I think at risk youth at, yep. at risk youth kids that have had kind of a hard time growing up. It's kind of a a, a place for them to go and and uh, completely one hundred percent funded by LeBron James. Yes, and uh, it's going to start out I think with third and fourth graders, and then eventually it's going to be um, first through eighth grade. I think by like twenty twenty one or something like that. So hmm. yeah, he is. Uh, well, the, the thing he's is, doing about everything him, people will take shots at his game and some of the things he might do off the court. The decision people still bring that up, but. You can, there's one thing, as Manny said, you can't ridicule this guy. Is, that is giving back to the area that he grew up in. My God, he's done everything that you would ever expect a superstar well, yeah, athlete but, to you do. Know, I, I, I kind of have to agree with Skip that it was really Bush League of him to go out there and dunk while his kid's 13-year-old <laughs> team was playing AAU ball. He's, you know, Skip is just agitating now, right? Tell me again, what, yeah, what was so, this? So LeBron James Jr. his his AAU team. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw this, but his AAU team they had a game What's over the he, weekend. Six like eleven. <laughs> well, he's thirteen years old, and he's I think he is pretty tall actually. <laughs> and 
So they're in warm-ups and everything, and LeBron's out there, and he's he's dunking the ball, putting on a show for the fans and everything. And Skip, this morning, I guess, on Undisputed, just decided to make it like there was just this worst thing, and he like compared it to if Barry Bonds was taking batting practice at 13 years old and Bobby Bonds came in and wanted to take some swings. Like, it's just... It's, it's got to be. It's, by it's, now, though, it's, it's got to be. It's a farce. It's been it's a, a bit. Farce. It's got to be shtick by now. It's been yeah. a bit for the last couple yeah. of years. It's shtick yeah. now, right? Yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Kind of like some guys with the new football coach here at CU. It's just kind of a shtick by now. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Sure. To grow, you must fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. With a 340 average. And he shoots one into center field. Back at the wall, three-run home run. And it's a one-run game. Five home runs this postseason. For the player they chant MVP for here in Denver. That, gentlemen, was 11 years ago on the Game 3 of the 2007 World Series. And I play that because... I don't know if you guys saw Matt Holiday mm-hmm. just signed a minor league deal with Coming the Colorado back. Rockies. Back to where he started. God, he was one of my favorite players. What is he his problem, good. though? What is he, 35, right? I, 36. No, he's 38. He's 38. Yeah, 38. he's 38. But he's been so beat up with injuries. Well, yeah, he, with the Yankees last year, only playing like 100 games. There yeah. was talk that he was going to get a minor league deal in spring training, but he didn't want to do that back then. And now he sees that the Rockies have a chance, and there might be a spot for him to be a right-handed bat off the bench or whatever. And it's, you know what this is like, Pat? This is kind of like a, an NHL guy signing for the playoff run. It's basically the same thing because he might be able to help. He might not. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, I, I like that he's going back to Colorado. Yeah, it's pretty cool for him to go back to where he started. And he was one of my favorite players because I'm a, I'm a Rockies that, guy. I like the Rockies. That so. home plate collision to get the, the Rockies oh, into the, the playoffs, man, yeah, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, that was pretty fun. So. Uh, that's uh, that's gonna be a pretty good division race right there. Yes, Those three teams yeah. are all they're all pretty good. And the Giants are in last place, and so they're trying to get Somebody back. Somebody said it. that San Diego might be the team that trades for Chris Archer, thinking about next year. But why would you deal with any of your young players to, I don't know. to get Archer? So, I don't know. That's, anyway. that's weird. Hmm. All righty. Those were Manny's Hills Four Deep Thoughts. Uh, we shall return on this busy Monday. I am humbled and honored to be with all of you today. Above all, I give thanks to God for his many blessings. Thank you, Commissioner Manfred. Thank you, Jane Forbes Clark, for all that you have done and continue to do to make this place so special. Uh, why do uh, guys work so hard not to whimper when they uh, cry, when they uh, get inducted in the Hall of Fame? I mean, why does everyone love Bill Mazeroski? Because he only made it through like eight seconds of his speech before he started blubbering like a baby. Uh, Jack was, Jack wanted to cry badly, but he would, he couldn't do it, right? Well, is he, it, he it's the whole, I, I need to, I was tough on the mound, yeah, so I need, I, to be, I need to be tough in, the, in my biggest moment, right? Yeah, Isn't that the whole deal? Well, it was a long wait for the uh, surly right-hander, and a lot of people are talking about kind-hearted Jack, and I, he, he, he certainly is is that way to his friends and uh, has done a lot of stuff in that area. But he's still kind of a grumpy guy. I get to talk to him in spring training once in a while, and he'll give you some candid appraisals of the modern athlete that uh, <laughs> that are uh, that are that aren't real, uh, you know, kind and. Uh, 
And uh, it's uh, he's one of the most interesting cats I ever covered. I'm glad he was here that year, not simply because he won the World Series for him, but it was it was great to deal with him on a on a daily basis because he was uh, he was such a beauty. So so I, let me ask you this: at that time when he signed with the Twins for that one year, was it just because did he sign here just because he he wanted to come back? home and play uh, for the Twins because the Twins were coming off the, twins the season. Were, they were in last the, place, the right? Pins in 1990. Were, yeah, but I think he was right. He, he saw good players here if they had sure. a little pitching. And they know, were only a couple of years removed from the yeah. 87 championship. And uh, But he was... I think he came back here because the money was the same and nobody was... The Tigers weren't offering him as much as he got mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I think he only... What, did he get a million and a half? It was like, something like that. Not, not a hell of a lot of money. But nobody was out there uh, giving him a lot of money. And, you know, as as it turned out, coming here for one year, winning the World Series, he got one lay. He got another big hit with Toronto. He got a three-year yeah. deal, didn't he? I think he yeah. didn't pitch the third year of it. They are. They let him go. But uh, but keep it, keep this in mind, too, man. I mean, 91, because Puck was making three, and that was a big contract, oh, sure, yeah. you know, back, back, back then. then Beeson, sure. uh, one of his best things in his speech yesterday was reminding him of, Paul Beeson was, you know, there was a little gathering to welcome him to the Blue Jays, and and there was some alcohol involved, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what it was, like a dinner. And he said, here's to Jack, who will never know how much I was really willing to pay him. <laughs> you know? so, Beeson, of course, uh, much to do with building that Blue Jays team, and he's also in the Hall of Fame. But, uh, yeah, it was nice to see him go in, but uh, it's... Uh, as as I said, whenever you talk to him, it was uh, you never know what you were going to get. But the odds were, if it was after defeat, he was going to be surly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Pat, I'm I'm curious because you know when we see the you know because it's all about the numbers. The Baseball Hall of Fame is all about the numbers, and we're going to see. I don't necessarily with, agree with that, by the way. Well, but okay, but you know what I'm saying. But what is it? Seventy percent of it's about the numbers. Yes. Okay. Are we going to see? And I'm talking strictly pitching. The the requirements are going to have to drastically change. Yeah, you're not going to the three. The, the you got the whole the Brian Kenny generation telling you wins don't matter. So it used to be the only thing that made you a cinch was, was three hundred games. Yep. Unless you were Koufax, he won one hundred sixty five. But you know he, he was so good. He won one hundred and fifty of those, giving up one or no runs. But uh, yeah, yeah, everything it's going to change. And as the as guys like I, uh, me don't vote anymore, and they're replaced by guys Mackey's age. Mackey won't vote, but Mackey's age, they're going to pay attention to war and that stuff. And instead of what we we had our numbers, fifteen hundred RBIs. Okay, it's not definite that he's in, but he's certainly a guy you're going to look at. Uh, uh, Five hundred home runs. Okay, he's in. Because the guy that came to uh, mind was Chris Sale. Chris Sale has been at it shy of ten years. He's he doesn't, have, and he doesn't have a hundred wins. Is I guess my where yeah. I was going with. Well, yeah, he'll have to, he'll have to pick it up a little. But but he, if he has five or six more years, he's in. He's in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, and he should I mean, be. He's the most dominating left-handed pitcher. Yeah, right now and uh, the reason baseball. Jack is the standards for Jack made the big point he made was complete games. That Sparky told him you have to finish games to save my bullpen. And Jack's point he was making without saying it was, one reason my ERA is higher than some other guys is, I pitch nine. 
And yeah. uh, if if we were ahead 11 to 4, 11 to 3, I wasn't coming out of the game. And if I gave up three runs, I didn't give a damn. You know, we and, won the ball game, right? We won and the game. Uh, that that's the point he was trying to make. That you got you got to look at at those stats and the fact he won more games in the eighties than anybody else when wins were important when wins were vital because you didn't yeah. use the bullpen like you used. Mm-hmm. You know, wins were far more deserved in the eighties than they are now because you didn't hook a guy after five and a third. You know, he had to pitch. Over seven, damn near to to get a win, or seven at least. And uh, the, the the stats we were using in the eighties weren't wrong because the game was so much different. The stats we were using in the eighties are wrong for now, but they weren't wrong. You know, when you got thirteen relief pitchers or eight relief pitchers, and you you go to the bullpen anytime. But the stats that are, have been used to get Jack Morris in the Hall of Fame were not wrong. You cannot apply. It's like everything in life. You cannot apply the same standards in 2018 to what the standards for excellence were. Innings pitched, wins for a starting pitcher, those were those were what mattered. Complete games, things like that. And, and they... That's the way the game was managed back then. So. And, and then you factor in, too, that Jack puts on one of the greatest postseason performances yes. ever in arguably the greatest World Series ever. He goes 10 innings of shutout baseball. And he was the ace of three World Series winners in three yeah. different locations, 84 here and then the next year in Toronto. He, was, he won 21 games. He had a four ERA in Toronto, but he won 21 games playing with that team. You didn't have to beat anybody. You didn't have to beat teams two to one back then. You no. could you could you could beat them seven to four. His run support was pretty good in Toronto, Toronto that first that was year. A fantastic team. I'm still of all the things that the Twins accomplished uh, in '87 and '91. I'm still most surprised that they beat Toronto in five games. Oh yeah, that five that Toronto team '91 fantastic. They were really good. Well, now, the Tigers were really good in '87 too. But they were older, and the, that Toronto team was at its prime. It, it's amazing, too, when you think about, like, that Toronto team from probably, what, 87, 88, well, they lost all the way to They 94. lost to the Royals in 85 after having a 3-1 lead. And if it, and if it had been any other, that was the first year that it was best of seven. If it had been any other year, they would have went time, to the man. World Series in 85. So they were good for... A decade, and the know, Tigers man. beat them on the last day. What was it? Eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah, when they played the Twins, they beat them on the last yeah. day. To, to so it was. I'm glad to see him in, and uh, <laughs> as I said a hundred times, I used to say, "Man, you can accept victory. You're a great winner. You're a jackass when you lose, <laughs> but you're a great winner, man." And he says, "That's why I won because I hated a lose." Yeah. What did you think overall, though, of the class? The, the uh, entire... I don't have an argument with anybody. Yeah, uh, Trevor Hoffman would be the most marginal for me, just because he's a relief pitcher. But he's got, you know, the huge save numbers, and he had some seasons that were fantastic. Uh, but every, you know, Chipper's, he was a lot. Chipper's fantastic, and uh, Vlad's fantastic, and uh, yeah, I voted for all of them. I, I had no problem with any of these guys. I voted for Jack. I don't, 
I think I only voted for Trammell the last few years. I, I don't think I voted for him all the time he was on the ballot. I voted for Jack. What changed with Trammell for you? Eh, I just kept looking and saying, you know, I, I'm willing to change my mind on guys. I've finally started talk, voting for Edgar here the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. Most Mostly because Tom Kelly talking about him as a hitter, you know. Yeah. And, but I held against him the fact he was a DH. He was a but, DH, but, yeah. you know. We're getting we're getting a little more generous, really. Like when you let six people in, when you let four people in, that's that's pretty generous. Is it because and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it because of your appreciation for guys that quote unquote played clean? Is that part eh, of it? I'm not really. Okay. No, I'm not. I mean, Dale Murphy's the the whole thing. He, you know, it's an interesting angle that he didn't take steroids, but. Uh, no, as I said, the whole, the whole, my whole theory on steroids is it's America, it's the American way. If you got strongly linked to them, too bad. If you didn't, if you if you never got caught, go for it, Jeff Bagwell. That's fine. I have a real trouble with Pudge because I, I'm a hundred percent sure he used them, but he never got caught. Never I, got I caught. didn't vote for him, but. I probably would have voted for him eventually. I think my protest against Pudge was I didn't vote for him the first year on the ballot. I, I wish I could remember who who put this out there, but there was a great piece that I was reading online over the weekend about how, you know, so many pitchers that are being popped of recent years, you know, when they're using these, it's more for the anti-inflammatory aspect of it, you know, for the recovery, not necessarily for the yeah. strength and the well, and everything else. There's something. But baseball's got to do something in the Dominican. They got to have people. They got to have investigators down there and. Figure out where all the, everybody. When you look at the guys that get suspended, they're all from the Dominican. Mm-hmm. You know the the minor leaguers. I mean, because they want that one life changing well, contract. Yeah, but they also have idiots down there that are probably trying to say to say, "See what I did for you." And the, I I believe half of them don't know what the hell they're taking. Sure. By the way, yes, sir. You know what we could see this next three days? We could see the repeat. Of Rick Aguilera getting traded to the team the Twins are playing. Doge could end up being a Cleveland Indian before this series ends. <laughs> well, but he could be Wednesday afternoon. Doge could be in there against the Tribe. But why would the they? I, I saw that too. But don't they have Kipnis and yeah, Kipnis can't play second base. He's a stiff. Is he they really? Might put him in the outfield again. Okay. And uh, uh, I looked it up. July sixth, uh, nineteen ninety five. The Twins on their way to finishing 44 games behind the Indians in a 144-game season uh, <laughs> traded Rick Aguilera for wait Frankie Rodriguez. Dang it, we that's all right, know right. that one. Frankie, but the other one was an outfielder named J.J. Johnson, who I do not remember at no. all. Didn't uh, Minkiewicz? Minkiewicz yep. got traded to the Red Sox too, right? Switched uh, dugouts. Switched dugouts. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle the, of the series. The Red Sox were, at, were playing Mankiewicz the series at the dome. Yeah, because yeah. they it the was Red a, Sox were playing at the dome. It was a three-team trade when Nomar went to the Cubs. Minkiewicz yep. went to the Twins, and the Twins got a prospect from the Cubs. I can't remember the exact. We, uh, of, of course, uh, Frankie saved pitch the next night and the, the save the game against okay. the Twins. Because there's people, you got to tell the puck story with Frankie Rodriguez. It's my, one of my favorites. Oh, well, that's <laughs> Puck's got the bad eye and Frankie gives up a home run to McGuire that damn near goes upstairs. I remember. And <laughs> like the second to the back row. game, I'll never forget it. They're out there stretching and in left field before the game and all of a sudden this guy's screaming bloody murder. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. 
You look up there and it's Puck. And he's Frank turns around and he says, Frankie, you look like a bleeping ant down there. <laughs> Just a 600-foot mash. Even with one eye, oh. he could agitate, man. We'll be back. Here's Reavers uh, capably filling in for John Height, despite what Kenny said. Thank you, Patrick. And this and report is sponsored by Walgreens. Wait, Shut your mouth, Olson. Walgreens wait. believes yes. everyone counts buying participating products. Yes, let's let's the, let the traffic guy throw something in. Here. Finish that copy. Start over. We've got to get that in legally. Walgreens okay. believes everyone counts buying participating products. Supports the Me to We Foundation and their mission to help children in need. Stop by Walgreens. Support Me to We. Walgreens trusted since 1901. Kenny got paid there. Okay, uh, I, I've got to have tomorrow off. <laughs> I'm serious. I've got drama happening up north that I have to go attend okay. to. So uh, Reavers is going to be doing traffic tomorrow. Traffic news. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, maybe Johnny will come in early. Maybe yeah. we can get Johnny to come in an extra yeah. day early. What do you think? Maybe my, oh, I almost said something really <laughs> okay. nice. Chris there. is really getting upset. So be nice to Ken, Chris, if yeah. you're going to get him that part. We have a couple of breaking news items into the uh, Ride with Royce Sports Talk newsroom. Uh, The Twins have made a trade with the Seattle Mariners. They have agreed to move Zach Duke out of the Twins' bullpen to Seattle, according to John Heyman of FanCrit and Joel Sherman. I bet we got $20 worth of international money. No. They have acquired Seattle right-hander Chase DeJong, who is on their 40-man. I don't man. He's got the info. I don't know Mm -hmm. if he's up yet or not. And corner infield prospect Ryan Costello in return for Duke. He has uh, not pitched at all this year. But, okay, uh, last but he's on the 40-man, okay. Yes, and last year he actually pitched for the Mariners last year, appeared in uh, seven games, uh, started four. He went uh, 0-3 with a 6.35 earned run average. Welcome to the club. That was, uh, it was he's probably not going to come up to the big league. No. Join the team, though. Maybe he is. We got, that's all right. We got twitchy Gabriel Moya to uh, yes, get out do. lefties now. Uh, the he's big, driving nuts. Twitchy? Needs, twitchy. Oh, man, this guy needs a Volume job. Uh, okay. <laughs> this guy needs a sedative. Uh, another deal in the uh, Astros have struck a deal to acquire closer Roberto Azuna from the Toronto Blue Jays, according to Ken Rosenthal. Is, he, uh, the is athletic, his suspension up after uh, beating up the wife? Very close. He, had a, he is served, currently serving a 75-game suspension for domestic the MLBA Joint Domestic Violence uh, Abuse Policy uh, 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 for crimes against his girlfriend. That uh, arrest happened back in May. The Blue Jays are acquiring former Astros closer Ken Giles, Along oh, with really? other yeah. assets. He was a pain in the rear end. Yeah, he went into the tank pretty quickly. I just mm-hmm. got traded to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twins line up as they start a six-game... I knew that'd get you, Manny. The Twins line up as they start a six-game homestand with three against Cleveland. Maurer at first, Rosario in left field, Polanco at short, Dozier at second. Max Kepler is back in the lineup as your designated hitter. Robbie Grossman in right, Miguel Sano at third, Jake Cave in center, and uh, Mitch Garver behind the plate. Irv we're Santana. impressed, Miguel. We got you hitting seventh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you were mentioning the tribe as a potential landing spot for Brian Dozier, Patrick. Uh, another report saying they may be going after, or they're trying to acquire Adam Jones, who has not waived his ten and five rights with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, yep, that's right. He, they need a center fielder more than they need a second baseman. 
This upcoming weekend is the 2018 3M Championship at the TCP Twin Cities. The first round of championship play starts at 10 a.m. this Friday. Mackie and Judd, along with the ride with Royce, will be broadcasting live this Friday. Tea time with Joe Stansbury and Craig Tykin will broadcast Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, the event is, as always, free to attend. The last ever, 26 years, the last ever 3M Championship. According to our guy Rob Domoski, ESPN NFL Nation writer who covers the Packers, boy, they had a rough day of practice today in Green Bay. Uh, starting defensive tackle Mike Daniels suffered a leg injury that does not appear to be very serious. Safety Kendall Bryce also suffered a leg injury. Linebacker Jake Ryan was carted off the field with an apparent knee or leg injury, and this injury does appear to be serious. Also, running back Aaron Jones had a hamstring injury, but he is expected to be back on the field. What's new? How about this, by the way? His return to practice? Haha, Clinton Dix intercepted Aaron Rodgers twice today. I think Aaron's oh. over the hill. I think he's, he's too worried about Danica. He's not worried enough and about And his contract. Football. Yes. Yeah. And his contract. That's right. All right. We'll be back. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm doing something very well. You know, I felt like I've been working hard. Um you know, and, and trying to, to improve my game and get better and, and obviously win some more. Um, you know, to even be mentioned in the same sentence as Tiger is means a lot. That was the guy who's number one in the world in golf and in boredom, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> the, uh, <coughs> Won the Canadian Open yesterday. It's his third victory of the year. He now has 19, and uh, he's moving wow. on up. He's uh, caught a lot of uh, caught a lot of people. How old is that fella? I should have looked is it he up. 30? 32, 32, maybe 32. Let me look here, Dustin. He already has 19 wins, and that's yeah. with losing a couple and, of heartbreakers early in oh his career my goodness, too. Yes, the uh, he had the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach there, and then he uh, and then he uh, where where are you here, buddy? Uh, give me a birthday here. Uh, by the way, they love him in Canada, you know, of course. Because well, with the Gretzky he's, connection, he's, uh, of course. June 22nd, yes. 1984, so he's 34. Wow. But he's still me. hitting it as long as he possibly can. And uh, they were singing O Canada to him because he's a... You know, he's a he's an adopted son, adopted son, yes. because he's uh, married to uh, not married. He's still the fiance of Paulina. Well, this is I, I don't know what either. I don't know what what he's he's waiting for. He's not going to do any better. Joe and I had this conversation earlier today, Pat. It's it's the new millennial thing where we're going to get engaged to signify our companionship, but we're not going to officially tie the knot for whatever the, the what, whatever, whatever that reason is. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're coming you up You think Dustin's on, too cheap to, uh, I think to pay might, for the wedding? I think it might be her. Okay. They, uh, they got engaged in August of 2013. Okay. Well, they have been they're probably going to sneak off. Years. That's a longer engagement Maybe than they're I waiting for, I, they, they got two kids now, don't yeah. they? They got two kids now. One that was just born last year. Man, he's got more ability than anybody. Oh. Yeah, he's good. He hit uh, he hit a nine iron out of the, the grass, not thick grass, but, you know, fairly decent rough. He had to hit the damn thing 200 yards uh, down the stretch, and then he hit a pitching wedge that he just, moosed back there it's unbelievable how far he hits the ball and when he's rolling it he's the best player in the world right now i really do think and he's rated number one he's got more ability but he's also 
I think it's kind of whether he's bored by the tournament or not. He mm -hmm. said he actually at the British Open he didn't make the cut, but he just because he didn't hit, make any putts. But uh, uh, it sure be nice if we get him here. For, I'd rather have him here than Tiger next year for the first for the, ever three M Open. Now, does he do well endorsement wise, given his past transgressions, or does he? Oh, I think we're long removed from his. That's what I was just curious if they cocaine okay. problem. I, okay. I don't think anybody cares. Guy took a little coke. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> he's uh, this year. He won at Kapalua right off the bat, the tournament of champions, and then he won the the FedEx St. Jude in in Memphis. I think that I hear this is his fourth straight year with three victories or more. That's pretty damn good. That uh, doesn't happen that much, but he's he's a great player, and uh, ended up uh, winning by uh, four strokes. So, uh, Dustin John Johnson, I uh, watched quite a bit of him yesterday. Meanwhile, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez won the British Senior Open by a stroke over Bernard Longer. Neither of those fellows are at the 3M this weekend. Oh. Uh, Miguel has, I think Miguel's only been here once or twice, but Bernie's a regular, but he must have got over there. And, you know, he's 61 and still the best player in the world. So. Now, has the 3M always followed the the British Senior Open? For quite Open? some time, okay. yes. Yes, and it's, uh, I remember a couple of years, Hollis, Sent a plane over there and had had a bunch of guys come back. He's got a decent field. Some of the guys who are in contention over there are playing here. But uh, this is the 26th and last uh, 3M senior event. Next year, 3M Open. And I think really a lot of their focus is, you know, they want to go out with a good tournament, but I think a lot of their focus is starting to get ready. Get some as momentum soon built. As, as soon as they're done playing, they're probably going to start building new tees for next year. For they got they got to lengthen that place out. So it'll be like and, the way and, that you and Joe describe the last game at Metropolitan Stadium. Yes, right. <laughs> the second the clock yes, ticks zero, the, the saws and tearing it apart. <laughs> but the uh, 3M Open uh, next year, the Fourth of July uh, weekend, and uh, they got a Tom Lehman's going to do be the supervisor, do most of the design work for the uh, the and they they probably. Over the years, it's a seven-year contract for the with the PGA Tour, so uh, they're probably gonna okay. They're gonna have longer tee boxes, and they might grow some rough. But they're during the, over the next two or three years, they're gonna do more improvements there for to make it a little harder test for the uh, regular players. What will the purse be? Do we know yet? Six point six. Holy cow! Compared to it's an increase of almost five million dollars. The price of poker goes up Ooh. substantially. Wow! But wow. then again, you don't have to pay seven or eight hundred thousand dollars to put it on TV. Sure. Uh, you know that that's covered by the PGA. You know they mm -hmm. they they foot the bill they for foot that. The bill yeah. For that. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's a it's golf week here, and uh, Jack's here Saturday with uh, Lee Trevino to play in the Greats of Golf. Might be the last time you get to see Jack, so you might want to go out there. We'll be there Friday, and uh, and uh, as you pointed out, uh, Mackie and Judd will be there Friday. Tyken and uh, Stansbury yep. will be there Saturday and Sunday. So uh, saying goodbye to the 3M Championship this weekend. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day... In history, Patrick. Across America, over Japan, through Siberia, Mongolia, Mother Russia, Germany, and on to the finish line in Paris. This race pitted man and machine against the two fiercest challengers of all, nature and themselves. A pot of bird, a pot of bird.
On this day in history in 1908, uh, the Thomas Flyer, representing uh, the American team, arrived in Paris to complete the New York to Paris automobile race. In 1907, there had been a Peking to Paris automobile race, and that inspired this even bolder test of these new machines called automobiles. <laughs> the Thomas Flyer was developed in uh, Buffalo, by the way, by the Thomas Motor Company, which made uh, motorized bicycles, tricycles, motorcycles, and automobiles. But they st- started in Times Square in February of that on February 12, 1908, there were six cars. Took 169 days to get there. Now, when they got to Alaska, they took a ship, obviously, across the Bering Sea to get to uh, Siberia. They had to make a couple other changes along the way. They had to ship up the coast from uh, California to uh, to Alaska because of some uh, uh, terrible weather problems that they could not handle. But uh, the uh, on this day they made it, and it's the only what they call around the world auto race ever conducted. Even all the these only years one? later, even all these years later, wow, nineteen oh eight and one hundred sixty nine days. The U.S. team uh, was driven by uh, one of their lead drivers. They had three; each one of them had three drivers. George Schuster. Uh, he was the only American to go. Well, he went the full distance. There were a couple other American cars, but he's the only American to go to the full distance from New York to Paris. Uh, they, the Germans had finished four days ahead of them, but mm. they cheated. They, uh, which, which isn't a surprise. They'd been penalized a total of 30 days for <laughs> not going to Alaska and for shipping uh, part of the way by rail car rather than driving. What? So, uh, we caught him cheating, and uh, then the uh, U.S. win on this day in history, 1908. Those there's, cheating Germans, man. And there's been some movies that were loosely based on this, and most of them comical things. <laughs> but it is amazing. They, they, you know, just right before that, the first cars had just made it from one end of the country to the other. From, yeah. And, uh, it was uh, it was uh, unbelievable, but they uh, showed up in Paris February twelfth night uh, night. No, they left Times Square February 12, 1908, and they arrived in uh, Paris on uh, this date in history. So, congratulations to the Thomas Flyer, the fastest car you could find in nineteen oh eight.